Well, hello, brothers and sisters. This is Joshua White welcoming you in to the Nicholas Natalie Show. And I am not your host. No, no, no. Nicholas Natalie is. And he is going to wreck your week this week in a good way, I promise. But, but before he does that, have you been over to NicholasNatalie.com yet? He has a weekly newsletter and he's got workouts over there and he's got sweatshirts with burbs on them. All right. And you know what those sweatshirts protect against? Yep. You guessed it. Coronavirus. That's not true. But please buy one. Listen in. Welcome to the show. I blame it on the system. We going off? One Let, of those guys, huh? Let's freaking... I'm going to do I'm gonna do an intro and then we'll keep going on the system because okay. I got some things to say. All right, let's talk <laughs> about the system. All right. About... <laughs> <laughs> you might lose a lot of followers. That's or fun. gain a lot yeah. of followers too. You know, anti-system. Hello and welcome. This is the Nicholas Natali Show. What, what? I am your host, Nicholas Natali, and we have the most absolute dearest specialist guest closest to my heart. Everyone always calls me special. So <laughs> Jake Courthouse. My name's uh, Jake Courthouse. Um, you know, I have a brother, Parker Courthouse. Uh, and then a mom courthouse. Yeah. And dad courthouse and brother courthouse and sister courthouse. And if you don't understand what I'm talking about, go watch the podcast with Parker. Yep. And uh, I'm kind of roasting him right now. Just Good a inside bit. joke. Just a little bit. Love an inside joke. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, Parker. I'm going to ask you the same question I asked him, though. Who's your favorite sibling? Oh, I can't. I can't answer that. Nah, I love them all. There's no... There's no... You're refusing to answer a I question refu- on the podcast? Absolutely. I have... My First Amendment right. <laughs> Here we go. One of these guys, huh? Yeah. If he is, if he's, if he's not gonna respond to it, I'm not gonna respond to it. He, I don't. Is no I response listen. a response? Yeah. I'm wow. Actively choosing not to say anything. You're speaking in silence. Exactly. Huh. Sometimes not doing anything is worse than doing something. Oh. Wait. Not doing anything is worse than doing. Yeah. What does that mean? So, like, like, let's say you see someone getting beat up in a park, right? And wham, wham, wham. You choose not to do anything. Yeah. It's worse than actually doing something, like stepping in. Can I say something But in this to... case, I choose not to do anything. But it is it is a response. By not it doing is a response. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you're saying inaction. It's still an action. Wow. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Let me riddle you this. Okay. Oh, goodness. Somebody's... So... You see, you see, you see, you see a man. <laughs> <laughs> you I thought you were about to spit a beat right there. Yeah. Uh, you see, you see a man getting chased. Okay. Right? And the guy. By what? Like a dog? No, by a man. Two, oh, two men. Two men two chasing each other. A two-man chase. Okay. <laughs> two men are chasing each other. And one of them is running Ew. in front. And he's like, help me. Stop him. Stop him. Help me. Yeah. We're gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna help him. But what if the guy in front is actually the bad guy? What if he just stole that guy's wallet and he's <laughs> and he's and he's off and he's fooling you so you stop the guy? I mean, then he would get me. That guy's a clever dude and deserves to get away. He got me. Really? I'm gonna go stop the other guy. Absolutely. So you're gonna do what your heart? Yeah, I'm gonna do what common sense tells me to do. Because uh, I, f- I think about that is all the that time. What you think too? No, no, I wouldn't know what to do. You're a crafty little guy. Because I would think in my head, I'm like, this guy's trying to trick me. Uh, it he's... sounds like you've planned on robbing someone before <laughs> and figured out how to get away with it. Stop this old lady. <laughs> She's trying to steal my purse. Donna Walker. <laughs> Come back here. I would tackle that old lady then. Dang. Absolutely. She's down the gun. Yeah. Not today, Betty White. Yeah, think not... again. Trying to get this bread. Yeah, stop stealing this young man's purse. <laughs> purse. <laughs> <laughs> you keep, well, now you can't. You can't even, like, it's no, no big deal. It is. No, it's not a big deal. No Why did you even bring it up? <laughs> <laughs> Just because it's no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, it's a not big right. deal it is. It's so it's, yeah, so it's breathing. Yeah. not a big deal. You know what I mean? I don't know why you brought Bre- it up. Breathing is the same as owning a purse as a man. It's no this big deal. It's no big deal. I don't know why you brought it up. <laughs> not bringing anything up. Speaking of Betty White, did you know she's she's older than Bread? I actually, I no. read that. I don't know if it's true. Just, but I'm, I'm going to say it. I don't know if I believe that. Well, 
That's cool, I got though. no more information. Other That's than cool. That. That's yeah. I don't know how to respond to that one. Good for Betty. I don't good know. for her. Yeah, she looks Dude. good for that old. So good for her. You want to know how Betty White inspires me? Gosh, yeah. Dude, have you seen her hands? Uh, I haven't. Not for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a cool minute. Yeah, it's been a while. With her. Yeah. Dude, her hands at whatever age she is is pristine and she she, could, she lathers them up with lotion right she wears gloves oh okay but it makes me want to wear gloves do it but what type of gloves could i wear because she wears like fancy fancy if, if rubber gloves if you're gonna go all in you need to go all in fancy rubber gloves don't don't half the glove like Michael Jackson. He just had one. No, you, you got to go. He only has one good hand. He only's got well, yeah, exactly. No, you got to go all in. Hmm. Betty White style. <laughs> Be like Betty. Be like Betty. That's what I say. Wow. Maybe I'll go some construction gloves. If Betty approves, then I say do it. I'll ask her. Okay. I'll ask her. I can't wait to see you next time with gloves. You better. Next time on the pod, I'm just I'm just ultra you gripping heard it here, this folks. microphone. He better have it. Next time you're on the pot, I'll wear them. Okay. We can nice both wear them. Okay. <laughs> I actually, let's get the gloves with the, the fingertips cut out. Oh, those are cringy. Yeah. It but is. they make practical sense, but they don't at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I get the point, but. You know, no, absolutely. Like, it makes sense, but it's just like, it's that one guy who's wearing a bicycle helmet. Like, yeah, uh, that guy's smart, but, but like, he gets teased on for it, you know? Like that. You tell me you don't wear a helmet when you're on a bike. I mean, I don't care what people think about me. I'll wear a helmet. But but do you wear a helmet? No, I don't wear a helmet. <laughs> you got me. I don't wear a helmet. Bro, I uh, I was anti-helmet for ever. The longest time. Still, someone am. I don't know. I'm like, here's what I'll tell you what changed my life. Um... <laughs> <laughs> a big in my, in my, in my something's helmet. changing your life. This better be huge. Well, what I still, got? some brother and I, we used to snowboard. You know, we used to go up there and yeah. shred. And yeah. I was just a young tyke. Oh, dude, and you weren't wearing a helmet for sure, snowboarding. Never, right? no, because no. no one does. Yeah, because I'm unless you're not. really good. Then you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like mid medium, okay. midway. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm, I feel, and I'm not exactly what you said. Helmets are for dorks. Yeah. For ding-dongs. Ding-dongs. Ding-dong. Ding-dong with the helmet. And the one time I didn't go with my brother, I went with uh, Jedediah Phillips. Jedid, I'm allowed to say his name. Hi, Jed. Yeah, uh, the guy's a legend. And one time, Jed wore a helmet. But Jed's also well, good. Well, he's good. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that guy does, like, triple backflips. <laughs> and he went up off of this, like, it was like a vertical ramp where it's like a wall. Yeah. You know? Okay. And he was going to go up, and there's a log at the top, and you go up, and you tap it. And then you come back down. Tapper, yeah. And he was coming in hot as a tamale. Okay, and that's good. Yes, yeah, that's good, good save. Thank you. And he he went up, and instead of tapping it, he just flipped backwards, but didn't complete the flip and just fell like. Wait, is this Jed? This is Jed. Oh, gosh. And just like seven feet down, and right on his head, like like nothing but head. Oh gosh. <laughs> And you heard he, a pop and everything? He just laid there. Dude, and I was that's like, crazy. I thought I thought he was paralyzed. Yeah, yeah. Got up. Oh. Helmet saved his life. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Never worn one ever since, but I see the, <laughs> <laughs> I see I mean, the I purpose. I learned a valuable lesson that day, but, you know, I just kind of disregarded it. Yes. Yeah. So I see the point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I appreciate him. That's funny. But I still choose not to wear a helmet. Because <laughs> I'm not a dork. <laughs> ding dong. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. You'll be a dead ding dong one day. <laughs> dead dork ding dong. There it is. Say that 10 times fast. Dead dork ding dong. Dead dork ding dong. Dead dork ding dong. Uh, dead dork ding dong ding. <laughs> they make helmets that look like hats now. So, if you want to lose the dork factor. Okay. Yeah. I'll look into that. <laughs> Please do. Yeah. Uh, back to the system. Down with the system. So I think the system, s- system fr- causes you to not have. Let's backtrack. Whoa, Let's yeah. backtrack where we're at. I was saying that I wake up in a frantic frenzy. Oh yeah, you wake up stressed in the morning. Yeah, I wake up stressed in the morning, 
because I have like a small amount of time before I have to get to work. Mm-hmm. So I think like the system of a nine to five and 40 hours a week minimum, not including commute time, dude, I don't know how people aren't stressed when they wake up. If they have like anything they want to do in their life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your window's sense. small. Yeah, absolutely. And is it really nine to five? I mean, by the time you get back home, it's what seven o'clock, eight yeah. o'clock. You're Easy. exhausted from work. You got to yeah. cook dinner. You got a lot of stuff to do. You know? Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. yeah. So, you gotta get rid of the system. There's ways you can get rid of this. I mean, I don't work a nine to five. So I know you, lucky dog. I love it. I love my schedule. What do you do with all your free time? Oh man, I wish. <laughs> There's a lot of things I wish I would do with my free time. I'm trying to learn Spanish. Um, How close do you hit me with a little? Dude, I haven't even started. Say you love me. <laughs> uh, uh, it's hard for you to say in English. I just know, <laughs> I just know mi amor. Okay. That's all That's all I got. So, um, no, I wish I was more productive with my time. But I do have a lot of free time, which I love throughout the week. Yeah. Would you rather do a 9 to 5 or would you rather do, like, three twelves? Three twelves. Yeah. I think so. Will your job let you? Uh, no. Oh, that'd be nice. I know. That would be nice. I'm a bummer. Just because I think, at least if you have three twelves, it almost helps you with, like, carp- carp- compartmentalizing your your uh, responsibilities. No, absolutely. Because, like, those three days, I wouldn't. E- I probably wouldn't even consider doing my other stuff, you know? No, but then on your days off, like... It'd be all that Well, stuff. and that's what I have, too. I, I work the, the twelves, and, you know, I try and at least get to the gym... On those 12s. Mm. Um, and then after that, the only thing I'm focusing on is work. So it's pretty laid back. And then I got four days off. And then that's essentially when I get all my stuff knocked out. So it's nice. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's it. good. Yeah, it's nice. Hey, hey, it's nice. I like it. Hey, hey, hey that's nice. Hey, what a lot of people don't know about Jake Corhouse and I is that we live together. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we live together. Ayo! Ayo! We slept best year of my life. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so. dude. Heck yeah. We slept head to toe. Toe to head. In, in a way. In a way. Separate beds. Dude, that, that year was when Sincerely Awesome really hit. Thrived, bro. Yeah. Because we had, you know, two masterminds living in the same oh, house. Oh, Video change. content was at an all-time high. Changing I mean, the game. Dude, literally 24 hours of just talking about video content. So, yeah. <laughs> that it's was true. Dude, that's all we talked about. And so, yeah, that's where we really blew up. Well, we didn't really blow up, but <laughs> we thought we, we had were going one, to blow up. one blow up. Our first video, what, we got like 30,000 views? Yeah. I think I part of me wishes we would have stuck with it because we were still getting like 500, 800 views on our other we ones. We were. We absolutely were. But we were so dumb. We were so, we were so, it's almost like egotistical what we thought we should have been. Yeah, I know. We thought we were going to hit it a lot quicker. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they don't love us after three videos? Yeah. I'm sick of this. <laughs> Done with it. I can't handle it anymore. I honestly think um, the dartboard challenge has to be one of my most memorable nights of us living together, okay. though. What? And just so you guys know, you know, as we bring this up, you guys are more than welcome to stop mm-hmm. the podcast. Yep. Go check out the video and, and come, come back. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, tell me about it. Nick, what was it the most memorable? Uh, it was most memorable to me because of the randos that showed up and the willingness of somebody shaved their armpit. Was that Daniel Benson? Probably. He, he did. He yeah, probably Danny just Benson. did it just for fun. I know he did. And he drank he your drink <laughs> for fun. <laughs> I know he did. <laughs> a legend. He was a legend. And somebody jumped in the pool and we didn't know them. Oh yeah, fully we closed. need to show that part. We're gonna do a part two because we had so, so many much, people yeah. just walk into our apartment and just start joining along. Yeah. yeah, and then it got to the point where we were done with the video, but these guys loved the dartboard challenge so much they just did challenges on each other. And we just <laughs> left and we came back and then, like an hour later and they were still slapping each other and drinking these nasty drinks. Dude, the game's over. We're, we, we, this wasn't fun to do, but they just loved it. We're so. doing it for content. We're, yeah, we're going to exactly. like this life. Yeah, no one's recording you guys anymore. You guys can stop. Stop drowning him. <laughs> Get him up. He's not moving. Yeah, man. That's the thing with those challenges, though, is like they weren't. Like it's not, not your average truth or dare type challenge. It was like stuff really no one wanted to do. Yeah, exactly. Well, you have, Shave we, your leg. It was on there. Shave your armpit. All that, yeah. Um, drink a nasty concoction. So, I mean, we had me, Nick, and Kyle all, you know, 
wanted to maybe get back at each other a little bit and so <laughs> let off some heat and so we were kind of ruthless with the yeah. challenges oh, yeah. so flex for 10 that was the easiest straight. one that was the easiest one i'm not gonna lie i try that from time to time just really? to see how i would i would add up yeah. to that challenge and dude i think i'd probably go down like i'd probably call it like a champ yeah he did so uh yeah check out the video check out that video but the reason I bring it up is because there was a moment. That, <laughs> yeah, why did you yeah. bring it up? <laughs> There's a, there was a moment. It was actually, no, 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 Hold up. Hold up. Wait a minute. You got to wind it back, wind back the tape. You were, okay, so you were at CBU before I was at CBU. Yeah. In my freshman year, you and Kyle gave your testimony to Tower Hall. Yes. Which is a dorm, which is a dorm room. I wasn't in Tower Hall, but I got invited to go yeah, yeah, listen yeah. to your testimonies. Prior to that, I had never heard your testimony before. Okay. But I felt like I knew what you were going to talk about because of how you live your life. Oh, wow. Is that interesting? That's awesome. No, I didn't. I, but you I th- never told me that before. But I think it's because you and I had related in this way. I didn't know to the extent that it was, but. Gotcha. So, and I do want to talk about this not this my the, hands no no my betty white hands yeah you throw some gloves on those bad boys <laughs> freaking so i thought you were gonna talk about depression because of how happy and like others focused you were okay like all the yeah. time yeah, yeah yeah yeah. that whole time okay so i want to rewind the tape even more so wow okay. yeah, yeah, yeah we're going back we're going, we're going way back <laughs> first of all i'm gonna let the bowl cut slide I was going to bring that up. You no, know, you should flash a picture. I think that they should know that I made it from the bottom. and I'm. I'm this I'm man so, rocked a bowl cut coconut head for three years. My dad didn't want to pay money for a haircut, so he did it himself. Did he throw a bowl on it? No, he just said it can't be past your eyebrows, and it couldn't be past your ears, which is a perfect circle around, so I had a sweet coconut head bowl cut. Yeah. I thought I was rocking it. Yeah. Little did I know, I was... You were rocking it, bro. I, You know what? You, you I was confident. I was happy. That's all that mattered. <laughs> I loved it. I love that it was part of your life. It was part of my life. Yeah. <laughs> and and your brothers, too, yeah? Everybody yeah. had a bowl oh, cut. Dude, the whole family. We're <laughs> the bowl cut boys. Bowl cut, dude. It was rough. My dad learned that from his dad, so he's oh. rocking a bowl cut for a while. So That's hilarious. So I have kids and bowl torture them, up. too. Yeah. yeah, it's only fair. It's that Dutch mentality, man. We're going to save money. Any way we can. Save money, get bowls. Get bowls, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so post bowl cut. Yeah. Can you can you can you talk about where one word of that what time of your life did that sort of hardship start? Uh, it was definitely uh my sophomore junior year. And it's just been a compilation of, of a couple of different things. Um one, uh, my family had really been trying to have a girl. Mm-hmm. You know, we had th- three younger boys, and mm-hmm. of course, we want a princess in the family. Yeah. So, um, you know, my mom ended up getting pregnant, and oh, it, nice. yeah, um, ended up having, uh, you know, Brooke was her name. Ended up having Down syndrome and only, you know, lived for two, three days. Oh no. Yeah. So there was that. My mom ended up having cancer again for the second time. First time, we're like, all right, cool. It's good. Like. We're clear, and, like, as a kid, I'm like, all right, like, the doctor said it's done. It's yeah. done. You know yeah, what I mean? And then it comes back, and it's like, Whoa. wow, that really hits your innocence, doesn't yeah, it? Like, yeah. that goes deep. And so then there was that. Um, of course, puberty is always hard to go through, and I was a late bloomer. I was, like, five foot in my sophomore year of high school. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, it was hitting hard at that point. Um, that, and so, I don't know, it was just difficult time in life with everything going on. So, um, but, I mean, from that experience and just being so down and being so lonely, um, it definitely changed my attitude to where I'm at now and just loving life. You know, like I could be back in that scenario again and I'm not. And so whenever there's little issues in life, I just take it, you know, for what it is and just keep moving forward because I remember I was in a way, you know, worse place in life. And so I'm just glad I'm not there anymore. And I appreciate, you know, where I'm at today. So, and I think that's why I got into the career that I got into working at AMR and being a first responder is I get to go and meet with people on their worst days of their lives. 
and sometimes it's not like medically induced you know they're not having a heart attack sometimes it's just like someone to talk to yeah. and i remember at times like just wishing i had someone to talk to and so these people are calling 911 like if you're calling 911 for like cuz you just need someone to talk to i mean that kind of just goes to show like the state of mind that you're at and so for me the best medication i can give is just talking to you because that's what you want to do is you just want to be heard and so it's definitely opened up my eyes and i'm loving the career that i'm at right now being able to be in that position and just talk to people and be there for them because People have some crazy, crazy, crazy lives, and people are so strong, but there's a lot of stuff that people go through that will break you down, and so being able to be those, uh, be there for those people is just a dream come true. Absolutely love it. Dude. Yeah. So, I don't know if that's where you wanted to go with this, no, but yeah, no. <laughs> I was just speaking from the heart. I like that. Thanks. Man. So, how'd you, how'd you snap out of it? Um, I think the biggest thing was... Um, for me, just talking to people and kind of talking to my dad, you know, and being like, hey, dad, this is, this is how I feel. Like, this this whole situation just kind of sucks, you know, and this is where I'm at. I'm depressed. And, mm-hmm. and so, and just being able to talk to people and having a community and, like, going to church and, you know, relying on God and, you know, knowing that he'll be there for you and knowing that he does put you through challenges, knowing that you're going to overcome those challenges and use those challenges to then, one, help other people. Um, and just grow stronger, one, in your faith, and like I said, two, to be able to share your experiences with others. So I think the biggest thing for me was, one, having that community, and two, having, you know, you know, my faith to back, you know, fall back on. So, um, and like I said, being able to use that experience, I'm able to kind of help put myself in other people's shoes. So when they do have those, you know, symptoms or those feelings, and, and I can see that they just need to talk, I'm able to be there for them because I kind of went through it myself. Yeah. That makes sense. So, and I've had a couple friends who, you know, have reached out to me, and I feel like, like I said, God's put me through those challenges to be able to be there for those, you know, for my friends. So, um, it sucked why it was happening, but I mean, overall, I, I'm glad I'm where I'm at now, and I'm glad I've been able to help people from it. So, yeah. yeah. And then you had an. I feel like you had another big challenge, and I want to know if that first time in your life helped you prepare uh-huh. for the next one yeah i think i know where you're going with this uh-huh <laughs> go ahead what challenge did i go through nick dude your leg man dude my leg was shattered um for everyone who doesn't know i was uh out riding my motorcycle with my dad my uh sophomore year of college yeah and uh i had a mechanical issue on the bike to where the throttle was just revved to the max like didn't matter if i was revving it or, or not it was just I was like fifth gear pin going probably 40 miles an hour. Yeah. And I had a canyon coming up and I had to, you know, make a sharp turn and my motorcycle's pinned. And so I had to hit front brake, brake bait, bra- uh, I can't even speak right now, and clutch, yeah. threw me over. And then I woke up and my leg was just on fire. Literally and, on fire? Dude, no, no, that's what oh. it felt like. Oh. No, it wasn't on fire. <laughs> I was like, holy crap, I didn't <laughs> know that. Just add to the story. <laughs> yeah, it was on fire. It was I awesome. I fell on a volcano. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and it, it definitely hurt. And so, but like I said, I was just thankful at that point, you know, after going and having the surgery and everything, just being able to, um, that I was alive. You know what I mean? It could have ended a lot worse. And believe it or not, I was actually extremely happy during that time. Uh, yeah. And I like thought back to my experience back when I was in high school. I'm like, all right, Lord, like, dude, what, like, what do you want me to learn from this? And how can I portray your love for me through this crisis? And so I just had just a positive attitude. And while people were, you know, were trying to help me out, I was like, dude, I'm good. Like, what do you need me to help you out with type mm-hmm. thing? You know what I mean? Because I was like, the Lord's using this situation right now to be able to help others. You know what I mean? And I want to portray my strength in him through just the way I act. And yeah. so I was, believe it or not, I was happier than I ever. Yeah. yeah. So, and it, like I said, it really drew me back to my, that community as well too. Using you, using Kyle, um, just to like be able to get food. Like we were going to the calf yeah. and I couldn't even, I couldn't grab anything. I'm on yeah, crutches. Yeah. So it was a really good opportunity to really lean back into my career and really trust on others. So, um, like I said, it was, it was a good experience. It really was. I grew a lot from it. It's crazy because that joy and happiness was for sure authentic. Like nobody thought you were masking. No. You know what I mean? No. Like it was, 
it was it was genuine and it, there was for sure some like like you definitely inspired a lot of people through that thing oh i didn't know that but thank you i appreciate that so but not only did it break it was broken forever holy crap yeah, dude that was, what the heck was that all about that was a bummer part i you uh, had surgery and surgery usually recovery six weeks and then but no well this one was such a happened? bad break so broken so many different pieces both tib and fib with uh, fib being, you know, the weight-bearing bone, so um, um, or the tib being the weight-bearing b- bone, so uh, I was out for I think six months on crutches, and then when the doctor said, "Hey, time for you to walk again," put my foot foot down, and my ankle was off thirty degrees. Oh, it was shoot. Yeah, did not. It looked like it was broken again. <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, doctor, you messed me up." Yeah. <laughs> what the heck, man? <laughs> and so. Um, like, I talked to my dad about it because he's a chiropractor. And he's like, dude, it just broke in so many different pieces. It's like putting a jigsaw, like ripping a piece of paper up and putting the paper exactly the way it was supposed to go. And then shoving a rod and metal through there and hoping that the paper all stays in one in one spot. Okay. So, like, he had a hard job to go through. This wasn't an easy surgery. And so, luckily, we reached out to Cedar sinai out in uh, L.A., phenomenal facility. And uh, they broke my leg again. <laughs> That one, Sweet. that one bone that was yeah. the piece oh, that didn't yeah. heal correctly, yeah. Um, and they rebroke it, and I was on crutches again for another four months. So Dude. I was on crutches in total for a year and like two months, but. Dude, my triceps were as big Jack, as ever, bro. dude. Huge I was guns. so good on those crutches. I would crutch <laughs> miles, man. I wish I had like an Apple Watch so I could see how far I crutched every day. Because, yeah. dude, I had my backpack. I was still going to class. Oh, yeah. And so I was going to the engineering building. I was, you know, I was going back to the calf and everything like that. Going to the gym, too. Yeah. It was the biggest I've ever been. I was going to the oh, gym yeah. six days a week. I didn't have to do legs. I mean, that's like heaven. And people brought itself. you the weights? Yeah, oh. people, dude, I was living life, man. People brought me my food, brought me my weights. <laughs> dude, I was I was 200 pounds of just pure muscle. Just like, pure mass, my, baby. My biceps and triceps were just huge. Beautiful. Yeah, they were massive. Yeah. I remember the first few weeks, like, I would see on cr- crutches, like, sweating it out. You know? Oh, dude, it was but rough, then, man. then you had this insane transformation of just swole McGee, dude. Dude, just it was triceps like nonstop. It was awesome. I loved it, man. I wish I could have those arms again. I've lost <laughs> all that oh, since then. But, you should uh, just start practicing your crutches again. Dude, I'm I'm telling you, I'm gonna go back to you know leg up in the air again, crutches twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was good. Yeah, and I remember having to go up Kyle's apartment because he was on the second uh-huh. story, of course, having to crutch up that dude. I had it down. I was like. Going down those stairs faster than people could like run up it, man. <laughs> Skipping three, it. Yeah, I was gonna say three, three freaking steps. Dude, at a time, swinging yeah, exactly. Down. I was so good on those things. So, but it's just it's all the attitude that you go into it with, you know. And so, you know, that past experience definitely, you know, made me happy to where I was. So where I was at. Yeah, that's yeah. not easy. That I yeah, it still blows my mind. Like, do you think that's? Man, choice? Dude, it's all about your attitude. Yeah. It's all, there's two ways to perceive everything. You know what I mean? You can be like, oh man, my car sucks. You know, I hate this thing. Or you can be like, dude, I'm so blessed I have a car. That gets me somewhere to go. Yeah, yeah exactly. I get, I get to go to work. And it's like, when you have things that are almost taken away from you, Oof. yeah, it's just like, it definitely opens up your perspective to like, when you do have things, it's like, all right, I got food. I got a car. Mm-hmm. Might not be the best car, but it gets me from place to place. Yeah. Life's good. Like, what's there to complain about? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So, and I've definitely seen that with my patients, too. Like, some of these people are, like I said, the lowest of the lows. I'm like, man, like, you have something to complain about. I yeah. have nothing to complain yeah, about yeah, right yeah. now. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's all perspective. All perspective. And relying back on the Lord that whatever test he's putting you through, you know, he's doing it for a reason. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's going to make you stronger. And it's gonna be, you're know, you're gonna be able to help people with it. So. Yeah, and I think your your stint with depression is like the perfect example of that. Yeah, know? exactly. Like exactly. overcoming that and using it to fuel, and but 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 in the midst of that first struggle, you had no clue that was gonna be one of the outcomes. You know that no, that no, God was not at all. prepping you to be. No, and it this was person. it was hard to go through. And like I said, if if anyone's ever dealing with that. Uh, the biggest thing is just talk to people. Like, you'll realize how many people are looking after you. And then on the rebound side, on the other side, if someone's coming out to you asking for help, like, 
they're asking for a reason. Sometimes it's hard to kind of bring up that topic and talk about it because you don't want to seem weak. Yeah. And it seems like everyone else has their life together, and why don't you? Yeah. But, like, if someone comes up and talks to you about it, like, hey, man, I'm not feeling too good today. Dude, talk to me about it. I'm here. And be a li- like an ear. Like I said, just listening to others is probably the best medication you could get for them. Yeah. I 100% believe that. Yeah. Miss Myers used to always say, if you don't have anything, like, if you don't know what to say, give somebody a hug. That's good, too. I think that's great advice. Dude, just showing that you're there for them is huge. That's all you need to do. Something small. Yeah, somebody asked me that a long time ago. Was, uh, um, how would I, like, they were saying one of their uh, nephews or nieces or something were, like, getting depressed and what I would do to help them, like, what they could do realistically to help yeah. them get out of it. And I think, like, consistency with that person is one of the Dude, most important absolutely. things. You just nailed it on the head. Exactly. Yeah. It's not even being there for that one time. It's like reaching out to them even when they don't reach out to you. Just yeah. showing that you're there for them. And that's, that's all they really want is just someone like you know to feel heard and feel yeah. like they have a community. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, like at least for me, those first few times people were reaching out, I'm pushing them away. Really? Okay. Um, well, well, just because like I don't... I, I, you don't want to seem like you had... A, an issue or like you don't want to like bring your weight onto someone else yeah i think it's a lot of that it's like i don't want to be that burden yeah and then absolutely i don't want to be the burden i don't want to be weak i don't want this help i don't need yeah. you mm-hmm. even if i know that i do i just so I, and i also think it's a test for me i think a lot of times i was testing because i never truly in my state i never truly believed anybody cared so I was like, they don't really care. They're just doing it because they, they have to ask or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Like, no, no, and a, I kind of felt like that too. And it was the guys that kept reaching out to me over yeah. and over and over again. You're like, oh, hi, you are here. Yeah, you, you are here for me. I appreciate you. you yeah. And, and I think there's like this weird, I shouldn't even say weird, like this phase of like when you're coming out of depression is like you almost like, for me, I, I reached a point where I was like, okay, now I know I'm going to stay alive, but I'm staying alive because this person cares about me. Mm-hmm. I don't care about myself. I'm really? staying alive okay. for, for that, and that's a phase. Okay. And then after that, like you know, you start yeah, 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 yeah. kind of building up onto yeah. caring about yourself again. But, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, put that in your mouth. It's blazing fire in Dude, here, bro. It is. I'm... Get me the frick out of here. Ooh, pop this door open. Pop it like it's hot. Oh. I can't even open my thing. Loser. Oh. Ah, we're taking a cool down break, everybody break that's time. listening. Alright, you ready to windows it up again? Yeah, here we go. Oh, doggy, you feel, you feel, you feel crisp, you feel clean? I feel crisp and clean. Alright. Oh man, I'm Jack ready it to on, Jack it on. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be stuck in my head all day. <laughs> jack it off, hey! Jack it off, jack hey. it off, hey! Jack it off, hey! Oh man, it's back to being hot in here. Oh, oh, I can't take the hat off. You going backwards or frontwards on your hat? I'll go side. Go side. Oh, for sure, I got you right here, baby. What's up, baby? All right, Jake Courthouse. Um, Jake Courthouse. Mm-hmm. Let's chat. Let's chat more about your. Uh... You know what? No, 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 no. We're not gonna get into AMR stories quite yet. We, oh, will, okay. we will, we will, we will. Like but, but not, those are good stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will though. Um, so we're we're in like the college vicinity right here in in the in the vicinity of our conversation, and so you graduated as a civil engineer. Oh yes. You've had a a a, a ride. I bro. have. Yes. Uh huh. Was, <laughs> was that it? Or... You got a ride. Yep. I got a ride. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You've had a ride because you. You went to school for civil engineering, grinded it out for some time. Yeah. And then post, you're like, mm, yeah, I'm going to reevaluate. Uh, basically, uh, yeah, I was going through college and uh, had done two internships and I just didn't really care for the work, to be honest. And I was just didn't know what direction I was supposed to go. Yeah. And so, and it was actually funny because it was when I broke my leg mm-hmm. and uh, I was out in the middle of the desert. My dad had to leave me to go get cell reception. And so like, I'm stressing out. out in the desert. Yeah, dude. I'm like, dude, is my dad even going to come back for me? 
You know, this guy's got a broken leg. He's him. useless. Yeah, I love him, but he knows medical bills are gonna be expensive. He can just ditch out yeah. on me right now. Yeah. Who knows? So like, I'm stressed out. I'm in pain. Like this just sucked. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I'm crying a little bit. I'm tearing up. Yeah. Uh, so dude, it was just like I said, one of the worst days of my life. And then the fire department comes in. Yeah, you know, these awesome guys come in. Calm, cool, and collected, and like, dude, you're gonna be fine. Like, don't worry about it. Like, we got oh, you. Nice. They picked me up. They cradled me. They mm. nurtured me. They gave me my bottle. And mm. dude, they just made me feel like I was gonna be okay. And yeah. I was like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. This is like, with all my experiences, like this is where I need to be at right now. Yeah. So, but uh, I'm the type of person like, hey, I like put my mind to a goal. So I was gonna finish that degree no matter what. I've already put two years in. So while going to school, uh, I also picked up I went to uh, I worked full-time at In-N-Out uh living on my own um was doing 18 units at CBU and then also did night school as an EMT because I knew as soon as I graduated from college I wanted to pick up a job as an EMT and start getting hours yeah. to apply for the fire department yeah so that was a big switch up so my parents were shocked I think everyone was shocked They're like dude why oh, are you yeah. leaving civil this, engineering yes yeah, civil engineering this pre- pre- prestigious prestigious you know degree to be an EMT Making minimum wage, yeah. dude. This is what I love. This is what yeah. I want to do. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just big switch up. That takes some cojones, bro. Like, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. So. And no, like I, I am. That's very admirable of you for sure to like not just be like, I'm just gonna stick with civil engineering because yeah, that's what I got a degree. In. It's like, no, this is what I care about. It's what I, so I want, and it's like. You get to take care of other people, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I get to do the same thing that those guys did for me. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. And so your family was shocked. Did you have any pushback? Oh, everyone gave me pushback. I had, like, like, what are you doing? Like, you're wasting your time. Like, you had this degree. You're going to get hurt. Yada, yada. Like, just anything you can think of. Probably, like, what you're thinking right now in your head when I said that story. Yeah. It's the same thing that I heard from other people. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making 150000 as a civil engineer right now. Yeah, and now I'm making between $13 an hour, but it's good work. And the thing is, like, I, I have a backup plan, too, worst yeah. case scenario, so I always have that. So I'm hoping to get picked up here soon. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's dive in. Let's do it, dude. AMR story stories, baby. Oh, man. What's one of your faves? What do you like? What's it? What's what's one of these that you're gonna like? You're you're you cannot forget. You okay. cannot get it out of your mind. Uh, we had ran this one the other day, and uh, we got a call for um, two kids being ejected from a vehicle, um, and we're like, oh shoot! Like this is like an injection. Like that's serious. That's serious. You know the amount of force that you need. To get ejected from a vehicle. To fly out of a car. It's crazy. So we're like, all right, time to like gear up. Like, let's do this. You know what I mean? You got to mentally prepare. So I'm driving yeah. there. I'm going to code three. Yeah. I get there, and there's like five engines on scene. Like, everyone's there. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, this is serious. Yeah, this is serious. And then I get there, and I see the vehicle, and you could see like the brake marks. It was going through a residential neighborhood, and it crashed into someone's house, completely took out their front, like, entire front yard, their uh, um, fence, everything, just obliterated it. Yeah. And then there's the car there's like on the other like lo- property just destroyed. Yeah. And so we get there, we're like, all right, like, what do we need to do? And they're like, oh, here's the two kids right here. Oh. And we're like, all right, like, they're that's fine. good. Like, they're yeah. fine. Like, they're talking, everything's good. And so, you know, we're listening to the story of everything that happened. And these two kids uh-huh. ditched school. They pulled themselves out of school. I don't know if they pulled themselves out or they just ditched or whatever. They took their mom's vehicle while yeah. she was at work. They Jeez. snuck to her work, Jeez. grabbed her brand new car. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And went on a joyride for whatever reason. Yeah. Just thought they were the coolest kids ever. And we're going 80 miles an hour in a 30-mile-an-hour oh zone. Oh, my gosh. Came flying around a curve and crashed into this this house. Absolutely ridiculous. So dumb. So, I, as a kid, like, there was one time I was riding my bike and I crashed in my dad's car and I had to tell yeah. my dad later on that night. Yeah. Like, I was freaking out. Like, the yeah. worst punishment you could get is having to tell your dad yeah. what you yeah. did. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. the scariest thing yeah. of all time. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, like, we're waiting there. And obviously, they didn't need medical medical help. Like, we had ruled everything out. Like, they're good to go. But you're underage. So, legally, we have to yeah. take you to the hospital unless a parent or guardian can get here yeah. and they can sign off on, like, us not taking you. So, yeah. we're waiting around. 
mom's coming. I was like, yes. She's Justice. Gonna lay down the law. Yeah. They're going to be crying. Like, you know, because they deserve this. You know yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. Going 80 and a 30. Yeah. And yeah. stealing their mom's brand new car. Yeah. Like, all this stuff. It just added up. You know what I mean? Like, I was scared I for couldn't them. even imagine. One, I couldn't imagine the fear I would have driving yeah. a stolen car, not having a license, mm-hmm. and crashing yeah. somebody else's property. Exactly. And going 80 in a 30. All of it. I would... All of it scares me. Imagine telling your dad that. Like, no. no. Like, I'd yeah. rather just send me to jail at that yeah. point. Like, that's <laughs> Juvie what I sounds great. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah, exactly. So the mom gets there, and I'm like, all right, here comes the beatdown. And the mom's just bawling her eyes out, and I feel so bad for her. Yeah. And the kid goes, don't worry, mom. It's not a big deal. Oh, my oh. goodness. How are you going to speak out to your mom like that? You just dest- yeah. you destroyed her car. And then the cop goes, hey. Don't speak unless spoken to. You're in deep shit right now. Yeah. I don't know if I can say that on here, but I'm saying Yeah, it. you can. Um, and they go, it's my First Amendment right. I can speak if I want to. Oh, And just the attitude gosh. and I... how they didn't have any remorse for what they did and how they could have killed someone just drove me crazy. Yeah. So I, I feel bad for that mom. So um, we ended up leaving the scene and... Yeah, both me and my medic wanted to hit those kids and put some sense into them. <laughs> Awful, man. Hey, boy, you going to square up right here. Let's go. I'll teach you a lesson. Get over. I'm going <laughs> to give you a timeout. Get over here, huh? <laughs> Get in the ambulance. I'm tie you down on the gurney. I'm going to give you a lesson. <laughs> that what you want? That's exactly what I was thinking. Say you're sorry to your mother. <laughs> Say it. Say it. Say it. Like Michael from The Office. <laughs> Whack. Whack. Oh, his yeah. nephew. <laughs> Stop. Stop it. Stop. Unacceptable. Dude. Yeah, crazy. But they were, I mean, more of the stories, I'm glad they were okay. You know what I glad, mean? Glad, yeah. I mean, the thing with that stuff is like you just pray to goodness that two years, six months, three months, something clicks in their head that like, oh, yeah, exactly. Like, all right, you messed up. Like, yeah. I was a, I was a punk to my mom. Yeah. And hopefully, you can share that story and like super close with her. You know, twenty years down the road. Yeah. But you just pray for that. So. You can only hope. Yeah, exactly. You just get back in the rig. You pray for him, and you move on. I can remember one time that I lied as a child, and remembering the fear of getting caught. Yes. Or like the. What did you do? Did your mom tell you like, oh, when your dad gets home, you're gonna have to tell him what you did? Uh, actually, you know what? This is like an innocent one. I did have one of those before. Oh, yeah, the um, worst. Yeah, there's this one was like we used to have a pool and like okay. we used to have to turn on and turn off the pool so it would get clean. Okay, okay. And my dad was like, "Did you turn off the pool?" And I was like, "Yeah," and he could hear it running you know, like in, <laughs> <laughs> in the backyard. Old motor, turn it. He's like, I just remember this serious like pause of. Are you lying to me? <laughs> I was like, yes. And then I ran outside and turned it off. I'm sorry. That's funny. I think my favorite story with my dad was when I was younger, I was a super picky eater. <laughs> and he loved making these eggs and toast. And he put the eggs on the toast. And I just hated it. I don't know why. <laughs> it was awful. It was disgusting. But he's Dutch. He's going to do it his way. He's not going to change. And so he goes into his bedroom, and he's, you know, getting ready for church or something like that. Yeah. I'm like, dude, this is nasty. So I go, and I, th- I just you toss it, it straight yeah. in the dumpster. Yeah, it was nasty. <laughs> you got a big, fat dumpster in your house? <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. A trash can is what I meant to say. And, of course, I throw it in the kitchen trash can. Oh, I'm like, come on, dude. man. I don't yeah, throw anything out. Yeah. So my dad comes out. He goes to throw something away. He sees oh. it. Did you eat all your food? Yeah, Dad. Oh, I ate bro. all it. Was, it was so good. I loved it. He's like, get over here. So I want to know. He takes my You can plate. feel it down here in your Dude, chest, my, huh? Oh, man. I just wanted to be out of that house. <laughs> and he goes and he takes all the pieces of egg and toast from the trash can, puts it back on the plate, and goes, eat it. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Sit here. He does not. You're going to finish your food. <laughs> we don't waste food here. I worked my job to pay, like, to get this food for you. You're going to eat it. So I sat there and I ate. It was already nasty before. Oh, you threw it Now you got slobs with just everything in Egg there. Eggshell. Yeah. Uh, yolk. Of course, the trash can was full. It wasn't yeah, like, you yeah. know, a brand new trash bag. So, yeah, I, that was the scariest thing. And that's when I learned, like, hey, not, don't mess with Dad. Dad knows what's up. 
whatever I think I can pull on dad, I can't. I can't. I can't. You're right, dad. I'm, I'm nothing. I am nothing. I'm so stupid, dad. I'm so stupid. So that was my funniest story with my dad. I think I didn't get in trouble for this, but I think there's a lesson in it. I okay. just, I felt like this was at one of my... What'd you do? This is one of my worst worst things that I've ever done. Oh. No, 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 no. I shouldn't say that. I've okay, probably done okay, way worse okay. stuff. This is, at, at the time, that was... Okay, that's yeah, a good yeah, way yeah. to put it. Um, I was struggling at school. Grades, like, lack of motivation. Wasn't, well, wasn't doing... Dude, we were both in camp yeah. together. I yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. on that. Yeah. <laughs> we were bottom yeah. of the class, man. But I just remember, like, poof, I didn't want to do work, didn't want to take work, yeah. or whatever. Um, and somebody stole the test, the anatomy test. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I shouldn't say the subject. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I already graduated. Yeah. What are you going to do, Mr. Huffine? Just kidding. You probably, you could probably revoke my probably can't, yeah, yeah. degree. <laughs> um, so somebody stole the test and sent it to me and I was struggling with my grades, but I like wanted to be on like the good side of my parents. Okay. You know, yeah, cause yeah, I was yeah. like, it was causing a little bit of trouble. And so I was, I, I went up to my mom and I was like, hey, mom, bet you I'll get an A on the next anatomy test. <laughs> <laughs> you bet your mom. Yeah, that's yeah, so... yeah. And we like bet on something that I wanted, actually. Oh, you know? so you, yeah, I, I, I was thought it was just like, hey, like, No, no, no. Like I was innocent. like, I was trying to like earn, earn Not her. only am I going to cheat and get an A, folks, I'm also going to take money from my mom. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I was like, I was one trying to earn back her respect of her son who's going off the deep end uh-huh. and then two i was trying to get something else for myself so what'd you get well hold on so um i had the test on my laptop so i was just gonna memorize the answers you yeah, know yeah and when my mom and i shared the laptop at the time and so she came into the kitchen to use it nice. and like the anatomy test was right there yeah and i'm so stupid because i feel like if I wanted to get out of this, I'm stupid because I should have just said it's a study guide. It's a yeah, practice it's a practice test. test. I yeah. didn't. I I folded, bro. Oh, she wow. was like, she was like, you're gonna Dude, come. The, the power was too much. Dude, you were just I, I just couldn't handle folded. it. I couldn't folded. handle it. Well, I think it was because of how she she like framed her question too. She came into the room and said, "You're gonna make a bet with me where you already have the test." <laughs> and I just she wasn't even mad about the yeah, cheating. Yeah, yeah, she was yeah. mad about the bet. <laughs> Because that's like a liar, pretty much. It you is. Know? It is. Yeah. So I that's was just called like, fraud. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes. And then she just pissed. Oh, that was it. That's how I remember. She got mad. I memorized the answers. Yeah. I did good on the test, but I <laughs> did it. I think I actually only got a B, and I had all of the answers. <laughs> and I tried. That's fine. <laughs> you weren't even just like, yeah. you know, I can't get a hundred, so I'll get yeah. like a ninety-two. No, you're no, like, I was like, I tried my best. I cheated, and I only got a B still. <laughs> that's where my intellectual <laughs> was probably at at the time. My intellect. That's funny. And then I see you in college. You just study like twelve hours a day. How it changed. Hey, that's wild to me. Yeah, I know. That you change went was night yeah. and day, night and day. You were like, you like, made me want to study. Wow. Yeah, you were dang, on it. Dang, get the study bug. I, you know, I don't know whether my, ah, I don't know whether the, uh, cause I didn't want to go to college and okay. I didn't know if like starting out, I don't know if my motivation, cause I wanted to graduate early cause I didn't want to go to school. <laughs> you <laughs> nice. know? Okay. Like I wanted to just bang yeah, it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But somewhere along the line, I like started taking it seriously. Yeah, you, know? you did. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know where you were like going from. to teacher's office hours and everything. Like you yeah. were you were in there. Yeah. You're well, doing good, kid. Well, thank you. I'm proud of you. Thanks. Welcome. Bro, I'm sweating my brain. Dude, it's out. hot in here. Should we take another break? Break time. Break time. To do to do to do. Hallelujah. Get me out of here. We're almost there. Check it like, on. Check it up. Check it up. Check it up. Pause. And we're back. Where's your heck's your mic? Drop the mic. Flip that mic. I'm flipping the mic. Not that way. <laughs> Put it in your mouth again. <laughs> Eat that up. Oh man. That was, my, that was my bad. That was my bad. Oh golly gee. Tight, we got freaking Wagoneer over here it. coming in hot. Um. Okay. <clears throat> Jake Courthouse. We're moving on to. A new-ish section Ooh. of the pod has only been disclosed dose times. Nice, nice. Um, actually, wait, 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 wait. I want to back it up. I'm gonna give you a full-on new section, never before done on the pod. 
Are you ready for it? Yeah, ready. Let's do this. It's called Controversy Corner. It's where oh, we God. take on. I don't know. I, no, I take it back. <laughs> I don't want it. We're playing the political game. Here we go. We, no, 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 no. we take controversial topics <laughs> and we talk about them. Okay. What are we gonna talk about? Here's the controversial topic. All right. So let's say. Okay. A family goes out to eat. Takes her family out to eat. They have just enough money what? to a afford. A family takes. A t- family takes their own family out to oh, eat. Okay. <laughs> a mom and a dad takes their children out to okay, eat. Okay. Right, right. I don't know. <laughs> a family takes a family out to eat. A family, their family, a family. Okay. Our family. Fam- a family goes out to eat. A family goes out to eat. Yeah. And they don't have. They have enough money to for the meal, but they don't have enough money for the tip. Is that okay for them to still go out and eat? Oh man, you're bringing up tips. Personally, you want to know what my opinion about tips? I yeah, I do. I don't even think we should be tipping, to be honest. And a lot of people are gonna hate me for that. But, hit me. Um, I think if like it, I don't know, like in and out, like our our like whole thing was like to give the best possible service to the customer. Right. The customers always. Like already paying for the food. Right. They paid for the gas to get out there. Yep. Why are we going to charge the customer even more and make them tip us? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. So we weren't allowed to take tips, and I 100% agree with that. Like, yeah. why am I going to pay you to do your job? And I know yeah. a lot of people are going to be like, well, you know, like, that's how we make an income and stuff like that. It was based off tips. Well, then it shouldn't be from the company. Like, if, if that's the case, then, like, your company should be paying more money yeah. and not taking it away from the customer. Because yeah. your whole goal is to please the customer. Don't make them pay more money for a meal that they're already paying for. Yeah. That's my personal opinion about tips. So I don't even think they should be tipping in the first place. Yeah, I agree. I'm, a, I'm right Are there with you. Are you with me on that? I'm, I'm, I'm with you, and... Because, I don't know, I, like, want families to go out to be able to eat and not... I don't know. Because it's... Because it's, it, it's, like... It's like, imagine buying any product and then somebody just saying, hey, how about you throw 15% more on that? Yeah, exactly. Hey, you know, I rang you up pretty good. Like, uh, no, you did your job. Yeah. And uh, like I said, a lot of people are going to hate me for this, but you did your job. So why are you going to get paid more from the customer while I'm giving you that job? Yeah. If you want more money, ask your company like to, to put more. that money up for it. Yeah, don't put it on the customer. Yeah, that's very true. And a lot of times, it's social. Social is social standard because even if somebody does a crap job, I feel obligated, hundred percent to tip them every time, even oh, if they suck. Oh, absolutely, and that's the thing now. It's like, all right, I'm just gonna. What am I paying for at this point? Yeah, I'm just doing it just cause. No, yeah. and I hate it now too. Like, they like put it in your face type thing too. Like, you go to a coffee shop and you know you use your debit card and they t- point the screen oh, at you. Yeah, and, and then like, they stare at you. They're like, no tip, and then like a like a like sad face and then like 10 percent tip 15 percent, 20 percent tip and i'm like oh, yeah. dude you you did your job like no I'm, I'm not tipping you for that i'm sorry and i'm sorry also that your coffee company is making each cup of coffee for 10 cents and you're charging me five dollars and having yeah. a 300 percent profit margin on this yeah exactly and like, they're not willing to share that with you yeah exactly like you, no i'm sorry yeah That's, that comes on the company if you want more money if you want to make a lifestyle out of it ask your company for that i don't think tips should should be a thing to be honest and i've been to a lot of countries where tipping isn't a thing and i agree with them 100 percent, and i love it because i don't tip or if i do tip oh yeah, yeah. And then they're, they're like oh my oh, gosh this get is this amazing. guy a bottle of wine yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> like if they hear you're american dude the service is just ridiculous next level like when i went to spain like oh my like they we just basically had a waiter just sitting there because we had like a group of I think like twenty five people so they yeah. knew the tip was gonna be yeah, good. Yeah. Dude, the service was incredible. Was like, <laughs> if, I'm gonna, it. Yeah. if I'm gonna tip, I'm gonna tip for this service. Like yeah. I have a waiter right next to me. Yeah. Like, anything on call. Did, yeah, on call. Like oh, right, I'll tip for that. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. So no, like and that's definitely like a very like American thing to do is to tip, and I don't like it at all. Yeah. Call me cheap and all, but it just I don't see why you're putting it on the customer yeah there's a lot to it it makes me think you know and i'm not this now we're going to get into a part of a conversation where i'm not fully educated on and i'm i'm just letting that be known for listeners too that this is just me processing things out loud um in a sense is like something that else i think something oh oh god this is gonna be yeah this is gonna be rough and I, I don't know how, 
Uh, I'm just trying to go for it. Uh, I'm just trying to go for it. Those types of jobs in general, I think now are like, I think middle class is kind of disappearing in a sense. Okay. In the sense that waiters and waitresses in those types of occupations, there's almost like this demand now that they should be able to have like a middle class lifestyle okay based on that job so for example like if you san jose is expensive to live in yeah right people that live in san jose Mm -hmm. that can afford to live there yeah they want to go out to eat because they can afford to go out to eat but the waiters and waitresses that Mm -hmm. work there Mm -hmm. cannot live in the city because they don't get paid as much but those people want to go out to eat so if those people want to go out to eat and those other people don't get paid as much to work at the restaurants then you don't get to go out to eat because nobody's working those restaurants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they want waiters and waitresses to have higher pay uh-huh. so that they can work at the restaurant and they can supply, like, meals for people that want to go out to eat. But then that career, it's making it, like, those types of jobs that were previously almost, like, part-time jobs, spare cash jobs, get-through-school jobs, are now being, we want this full-time career like, we want this to be sustainable living jobs. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, now, with the virus coming in, people are less likely to go out and spend and go out to okay, eat. Okay, okay. So, there is, like, this, also this weird thing of, do those restaurants now have to pay those employees more? And if they get bumped up to 45 $35 an hour for being a waiter and waitress, me having an engineering degree having between 25 to 45 dollars an hour now my job is lesser even though the work is more complex and demanding yeah but now we're on the same level okay i'm just kind of speaking out loud how all of that is like starting to come to my mind of Uh because you can't raise I feel like we both just smoked the joint here. Yeah, it is. I feel, you can't raise the minimum wage to be so high that it's the same as the engineering's because then there's like inflation and then mm-hmm. I don't know any solutions to all of this is what I'm saying. So the fact that this tip thing comes into play is like full circle of they need to get paid more, but we're the ones that are going to pay them more so they can have that job to sustain themselves for the long term instead of it yeah. normally being like, a stepping stone to a career gotcha. point. Yeah. So, well, what do you what do you think about that? What do you think the solution is? I'm putting it on you. Hot dang, bro. I, follow. I wish you didn't put that <laughs> on me. I was really hoping you'd take me away. No, I took the lead on last one. Um, Parker's coming in. Yeah, Parker's coming in. <laughs> my thoughts are, gosh dang it. No, my train of thought. Parker, stay in your car. Stay in your car, Parker. Stay in your car. Stay in your car. Parker, stay in your car. We're talking about... I can't... (laughs) Get that out of your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) So, my solution, I don't don't know. Because this is all very new to me. Like, these are thoughts that are... You brought in a lot of stuff. I did. I I brought in so much. I told you by processing. This is a long conversation. (laughs) I know. I should have saved it for... Should have had it in the beginning, but... um, well, it's just opened my eyes. The whole coronavirus has opened my eyes to so many different things. Like, for another, here, here's another controversial topic okay, that okay. we can discuss, I feel like. Okay, cool. So, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of opinions that I've been reading online and on the Twitter sphere is that um, people are saying that if everybody has to stay home, that the government should be supplementing people's mortgages and rents. Oh, wow. Okay. And I don't think that should happen. Okay. Um, I mean, I've always lived under the impression and like, I've always lived to, you know, prepare for a rainy day because rainy days do uh, happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, I think it comes down to how you budget your money. Like I, I have an emergency fund. So during this time I will pull from my emergency fund. Yeah. I don't know if you do the same thing, I do, but yeah. I think it's important to plan from that. Um, but I do understand the people who, you know, live paycheck to paycheck and they do struggle and. I I personally think, you know, that there should be some help for people like that. Because mm. if you have everyone just go under and you have all these people losing 
you know, houses, it just affects everyone because what they're getting kicked out from their, you know, rental properties. But now you have the homeowners not pulling in money and they're having a rainy day. I think it's just kind of like a cascading effect to where everyone gets where, you know, you do pay your taxes. And I think, you know, I would, especially in California, it's so high. It's like, all right, cool. Like I paid so much into it. I, during a time like this, I would kind of hope that they would help me out in yeah. that regard. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? That makes sense. I'm fearful of like, because once, once their hands in there, they have way more control and say over all of this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'd be fearful of them hopping in and like they give money to the homeowners and then, but so I heard another statistic the other day and it was from Katie Porter and I'm going to botch it. It was something along the lines of like a very high percentage of Americans that was probably between like 60 or 70. Don't, I mean, I can look at the video after, okay. but, um, cannot afford a $400 emergency. And that makes me that so it kind of ties into what I was saying before like it makes me wonder if like is it is it really that our jobs are not paying enough but we can't increase the inflation amount to inflation I personally think it's everyone personal trying to live finance. that I think it, I make minimum wage yeah right I make $13 an hour yeah. I live on my own I live in my own house you know what I mean I rent with roommates and stuff like that and I make it, and I save money, and I think the biggest thing is, like, everyone wants to live that American lifestyle, and this is what I've noticed from America, is everyone is so materialistic. Yeah. I mean, you go down one of the neighborhoods on 7th Street in Victorville, mm-hmm. look at all their cars, their cars are better than mine. Oh, yeah. And I think it's everyone trying to be like, oh, well, I have this, and, like, you know, I have to have this, yeah. I have to have this, I have yeah. to have this. And, like, I think it's the biggest thing is, like, figuring out what's important to you. Yeah. And so, like, if you have, like, if you need to get, a t- like, a 10-year-old car that has, you know, 70,000 miles, 80,000 miles on it, do that. And, like, you can cut, up, you know, your payment from $300 down to $75. Yeah. And I think it's just how you manage your money and not caring about what society thinks of you. Yeah. Because that's how you're going to get ahead. And I was reading a book, too, that most millionaires, um, not billionaires, but most millionaires, if you look at the cars that they drive, I mean, they're, like... Honda Civics, you know, like a 2018 Honda Civic. They're not these flashy cars. They don't care what people think about them. Mm. They're living it because, you know, they want to save their money and they want to get ahead. And that's how you have to live that lifestyle. And my grandpa was a truck driver. Yeah. He made little to no money. And when he passed away, he left my grandma with so much money. This is verbatim. She says, I have so much money. I don't know what to do with it. Oh, that's amazing. That's crazy. He was a truck driver. Yeah. But it's how he manages money. He didn't go out to eat all the time. He packed his own meals. It's the little things, but it's being conscientious about how you spend your, how you spend your money and how you budget it. And I think that's yeah. what it comes down to. So yeah. that's my personal opinion about it. Yeah, because that, that was what I was thinking too. I was like, this, like you can put the statistic that nobody is getting paid enough but the other half is like okay well personal finance like you got to hold yourself accountable to that how money many too those people have you know over like you know a twenty thousand dollar car yeah probably a lot of those people do yeah you know what i mean it's just like it comes down to your lifestyle choices and that's my opinion about it yeah. again i might be hated on for it but i think it's how you choose to budget your money yeah i agree um thank you for being on the show jake this yeah, is wonderful welcome. i'm gonna say one more thing i have been like uh like bringing up topics that are very topical and serious, kind of like this, yeah, like yeah, all absolutely. of this stuff. I've been terrified to do it because I think, like, I think opinions can really be divisive at times. They can. Yeah, they can. Yeah. So I want to say that Jake and I are both learning continuously. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And although these are our opinions mm-hmm. and what have you, we're not saying this is the answer. We're not no, closing our not. minds absolutely to... Absolutely not. And I, th- I think, like you said, the biggest thing is listening to what other people and their circumstances. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when I listen to the news, I don't just listen to the, you know, Democratic side or the, you know, Republican side. I try to get, you know, pieces of both yeah. you know, to try and get that whole picture. Yeah, and actually find the truth of it. Exactly. So, in the future, if this podcast is talking about more more topics like that, please know that it is in the spirit of having an open discussion not in the spirit of I'm going to shove this on your throat. With that being said, Jake Corhouse, man, you are just a treasure in my life. 
I appreciate you. You are the twinkle in my eye, Nick. Really? Yeah, you are. Little star? Big star. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Super, big, supernova. Big, big spoon. I mean, star. Oh. What? Taurus. I'm a cancer. Jake, where can we find you on the internet? Oh, man. I am not really on the internet, but um, I don't... I don't think I've been posted on Instagram in the last year, but cool. If you want to see pictures from me from about two, three years ago, crutches, at, crutches, picks. crutches, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I am at Jake Rooney. Okay. On the gram, or you can go back, do a little throwback, and mm-hmm. check out Sincerely Awesome. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Or you can watch the video of me and Jake where we uh, uh, we reacted to our old videos of Sincerely Awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah go yeah, watch that one. Too, so. All right. Well, thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Love you all. Love you. Mwah. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Bye. 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 Hasta luego. Bye. Hey, Parker, say bye. Parker. Hey, Parker, say bye. Bye. Hey, who are you related to? Jay <laughs> <laughs> Courthouse. Mom Courthouse. There it is. Heard <laughs> it here first. I roasted you. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Oh, thank you.